Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. What's up, listeners? This is Fran, Baker, Baby Mom, Millennial, and your co-host reviewer. Hi, everyone. It's Emma. I don't think we really have to reintroduce ourselves every time, but I do like it. (laughs) Well, I was was trying out a thing. I was trying out a thing. I love it. I just, yeah, I love it. I support okay. you. Well, I can. Le- well, next time we'll leave it off. No, wait. We, sorry. Now me. it sounds like I'm not supporting you. No, I'll, you're I'm always... gonna cut this out. No, you support me. You support me by gently correcting me when I do a thing that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I feel like it does make sense because remember, people are like the McElroy brothers. They're like, we can't tell their voices apart. Like when they start listening. So maybe That's, it'll be like that where they can't. That was really apart. the only thing I was thinking of was like, okay, well, they introduce themselves every time. But then I'm oh, like, oh, shit, you're right. But then Poog does not. Yeah, Poog doesn't. Well, I don't know what podcast to be modeling after, you know? Yeah. Let's yeah. leave all this in. Let's leave okay. all this in. This is great audio. Great content. Great content. How are you this morning? We're recording. Well, for me, it's the morning. For you, it's noontime, isn't it? It still feels like the morning, though, because I haven't, like, showered or anything yet. But guess what? Hmm. I went to 8.30 a.m. yoga. Is that not Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Health queen. Health queen. (laughs) Considering I had to leave my house at literally 7.30 to make it there on time because that's on public transportation. Damn. Yeah. Thank you, health queen. I really felt very accomplished by that. Came back. Swung by uh, Pastor Louise, as I am wont to do. Picked mm. up some lemon blueberry. Well, now I'm embarrassed to say this, but they're lemon blueberry donuts. But listen, listeners, they're not actually donuts. They're like muffins. <laughs> why, why would you be embarrassed to have a donut in the morning? Well, <laughs> the most okay, normal it's, thing. It's donuts, plural. And like after yoga, do you really want to be like, and then I picked up some donuts? No, it's like that's the perfect time because you did your like nice little morning ritual cleanse and then yeah. you had to treat yourself for doing getting out of the fucking house by 7 30 that's incredible on a day you're not working yeah Amazing. but but this is all to say that they weren't donuts like they sell they call them donuts because they're in that kind of shape but it's literally a muffin in that shape like there's nothing mm-hmm. about it that is like a donut so it's not even like because there's like old-fashioned donuts that no, are like it's, it's not, not even that. like that it's literally just like it's kind of a cake Exactly. It's literally a cake or muffin in this in a circle with a hole in the middle. Mm. That reminds me of like we used to sell when I worked at Whole Foods, we sold vegan donuts and they were basically just like, yeah, like a muffin in the shape of a donut with icing on it. But they're really good. Yeah. With, yeah there's I mean, no icing on these, but yeah. Mm. No icing either. They would do like powdered sugar or something or is it just a ring no. of muffin? It's literally a muffin. This is what I'm trying to say is I it basically got a muffin. If they sold muffins, I would have gotten that. I have a real love for blueberry muffins. Yeah. And this is this is that, but in a ring shape. Hmm. Delightful. My I love a blueberry muffin where the top has been dipped in melted butter and then mm-hmm. rubbed in sugar. And so you just get a crusty sugar top. That is yeah. like my favorite way to finish a muffin. That's really, really, really nice. That's I've never dipped thing. in butter, but that's nice. No, it is the way. I what I learned I learned that in baking school and they called it to I think they called it Frenching a muffin, which I <laughs> which I would rate that phrase ten out of ten. That is a really good phrase. Mm-hmm. Um also just to close out, so after I got my mm-hmm. treats, I have since been watching 
the show Alone on Netflix, which I will review forth forthwith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I can't uh, wait to hear about it because I don't know what it is and I've never heard of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. also I'm feeling nervous about recording the podcast. Oh yeah, same, 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 same. Um, but you know what? That's all right. We're just gonna we're just gonna carry on in confidence. That's yeah. what we do. Project. Um, I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm tired. Sylvia woke up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night and just wanted to like nurse constantly, mm-hmm. which I cannot allow her to do because one of the last times I allowed her to just like nurse for an hour basically she just like and like while she sleepily did that at a different time where she was teething it was when she basically by latching weird cracked my nipple open and then I got mastitis a few Uh, months ago uh, zero out of ten for mastitis shout out to all my moms who have dealt with that (laughs) um but anyway uh so she woke up in the middle of the night and was wanting to nurse constantly so I had to cut that off but then she just like would not go to sleep or lie still and was just kind of on and off crying and rolling around and finally, Steven, like, he got up and tried to just, like, bounce her back to sleep and shush her. And she just screamed for so long. I don't even know how long he was bouncing her. Um, and I would, like, look at, like, open my eyes and look at them. And then she would be staring at me, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm just feeling guilty and tired. And that, But we did sleep in because normally she gets us up at, like, Anytime between like 6.45 and 7.30 is like normal for her on a weekend when neither of us has like gotten up early. Mm-hmm. But we slept in until 8 a.m., um, which felt good. So I'm like recovering from a night of bad sleep and uh, drinking my coffee, which I will try not to sip loudly into the microphone, but I cannot guarantee that. So I'm okay is how I, <laughs> how I would yeah. phrase that. Mm-hmm. That sounds very rough. It honestly, being able to sleep in until eight makes it all fine. I Mm. would say, I would say, like my (laughs) my reviewing of sleep now as a as a mom to a baby is significantly different than how I would review sleep prior prior Mm. to baby. And so, like being up in the middle of the night for probably at least an hour that was bad, but. That was like the only time I was really awake at night and then the rest of the time I was sleeping and then I slept in and like overall I think I probably got at least like seven hours of sleep. So like that's at least a seven out of ten. And wait, when did you go to bed? What did you say? Um, I went to bed at like 1030. Okay, normal, normal. Yeah, normal. It's my weekend. So I got to stay up, watch TV. I'm watching The Bear and I can't wait until The Bear is, I finally have finished and then can review it after everyone else has already watched it. Yes, I love it. Can't Mm -hmm. wait for that. So you were raring to go on your new Netflix show. So why don't you, why don't you, why don't you kick us off with a review? Okay. Yeah. This will be a quick little review. Guys, um, if you know me, you know that I love wilderness survival stories. (laughs) This is true. Okay. I've always Mm -hmm. loved Hatchet. My side of the mountain, <laughs> the other side of the mountain, the wilds, yellow jackets. Um, I love <laughs> this list. I love this list. <laughs> Honestly, all the best stories. Mm-hmm. But it's true. Like when I would play with Playmobil, like as a child, I would be like, "There, all these Playmobil are children and they're surviving in the woods. 
alone. Anyway. I love that. I feel yeah. like all my games as a child were war games. My stuffed <laughs> animals were always like doing extensive battle. That's really funny and surprising. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, carry on. Wilderness. Okay, so I've always loved wilderness stories. Um, also, when we were home, not home, when we were at Adrian's like hometown of Phoenix a couple weeks ago, his stepdad put on Naked and Afraid, which I had never seen, but another wilderness survival, except they're naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> so, Incredible. <laughs> yeah. So Alone on Netflix, which I've just discovered like yesterday, is Naked and Afraid, but with clothes on. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they just like have 10 people um, start off in different areas, different wilderness areas. They're all mm-hmm. totally alone, hence the title. Mm. Okay. And um, they get to bring 10 items with them. And then... Does that whoever... include their clothes? No, it doesn't include their clothes, I believe. Oh, okay. It's like a fishing rod, a bow and arrow, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, whoever survives the longest um, is the winner of $500,000. Damn. Season 8 available on Netflix now. I don't know why it starts with Season 8, but that's just what Netflix does sometimes. Mm. But, yeah, I'm... I'm enjoying it. It's, you know, my standard for TV right now is extremely a low bar because it's summer <laughs> vacation. I've blasted through all the good shows already. I'm really mm-hmm. looking for something that I can like passively have on and kind of be cleaning the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is really fitting. This is this is that. That sounds that sounds fucking solid. Okay, so I are what kind of what kind of stuff do they what kind of survival skills are they need like they're fully just like hunting their food they're fully hunting their food and here's the craziest part they're building cabins like Mm -hmm. like it's crazy if you see the structures that some of the people have built it's Mm -hmm. absolutely insane Mm -hmm. like little tiny cabins with like roofs and like doors when there's like they're like yeah I didn't have any like you know hinges to make a door so I like use this like flexible branch blah 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 like it looks like a house it's so crazy that's wild that's really cool very dude I wish I had any survival skills is a thing I think about regularly with the oncoming apocalypse (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) but like I'm just like it would be cool if I had any sort of basic survival skills yeah but then it's all really for nothing (laughs) (laughs) because like like, as you see on this show, it's, like, we're on day 22 and, like, already several people have tapped out because mm. it's, like, impossible. It's, like, you're starving. You're starving. Yeah. You're freezing. They're in mm. a wilderness with, like, grizzly bears everywhere. Like, it's impossible. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm, like, my one survival skill, having friends, not being alone so that I don't have to have the survival skills. That's my goal. Collect yeah. friends with survival skills. How are you feeling vis-a-vis, like, prepping for the apocalypse? Like, do you ever get tempted by, like, prepper stuff? Since you mentioned the apocalypse. Uh, no, not really. Because, again, actually, like, the whole thing of, like, you're talking about alone. Um, and I was just saying, like, collecting friends as the survival skill. Of I actually, that is, like, a real thing that I believe in. Which is, like, that, mm. like, I feel like all the prepper stuff is, like, so, um, it's such a, a paranoid fantasy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and such a solo fantasy and so like sometimes I can get into it and because I love I love a tool I love an interesting (laughs) tool I think that that's really great like as a child like collecting pocket knives by which I mean I feel like sometimes I would just like take ones that my mom had and then I would try and make them mine by putting them in my room 
And then she would like get another one because she couldn't find her pocket knife. And I would like also collect that one. Um, loving, loving tools that have many tools within them. Um, so like that does appeal to me. But like the whole vibe of I'm just like, this is just not like if this is what it's coming down to, I'll just die. That's okay. that's how I feel. I'm like, we're probably going to die. Or like Poog was saying, it's like you extend your life by like one month and and then you die like is that any better (laughs) right exactly and I just I just don't need to live my life that way I would say four out of ten for prepping because I do like tools but I don't like the tools that are buying them am I right (laughs) oh you're funny thank you that's I I know that I'm funny because you state without laughing that I'm funny (laughs) (laughs) that was a good joke it just like took me a second to process you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. What's so? Wait, what is your final? What's your final rating for alone? That's what I was pausing to think. I I would rate alone a six out of ten. Which I'm sorry, that sounds low, but it's because it's it's not like primetime TV. It's mm. clearly a summer a summer watch. I've definitely watched like binge shows that I would rate lower than that. So I think that that's yeah. totally reasonable. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. What do you have to review today? <clears throat> well, great, great question. Um. So I'm trying to think of where, where, where I wanted to, which one I wanted to do first. Um, yeah. And now I, cause I had a couple of things that I was going to talk about and now I've forgotten one of them. So I guess I'll start. Oh, damn. I'll start with the only one that I can remember, but um, real quick. Uh, what time is it? Oh, mother. It's time for the motherhood minute. Is that yeah. what it was? <laughs> I was like, wait, it's time for motherhood corner. What is we're 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 still working on the lead in to motherhood. Okay. I love that. Motherhood okay, I, wanted, I wanted to review sharing food with a baby, with okay. your child specifically, your baby. Um I so Sylvia is at an age now. She's like just what she's almost 14 months. In a few days she'll be 14 months, a little over a year. She's been eating food since she was like five months old. And so she can pretty much eat whatever now um, and likes food, which is great. Although I have heard that like a lot of the time babies will really like food and then they turn two and then they become incredibly picky. So I'm trying Mm. to not like be like my baby eats everything and it's all going to be fine because I assume at some point she'll hit an age where she's actually like horrible to try and feed. I've heard that. Um, yeah, dude, kids, kids are crazy. But um, anyways, so she eats pretty much whatever now and enjoys trying different foods. And this is like a really magical thing for me because I love to eat. I love food. I love making food. I love sharing food. Like this is just a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to share with my baby and have her enjoy it is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it is also not without its challenges. Like there's one, the obvious thing of like Sylvia needs to turn every food. I think I talked about this last time, turn every food either into a paste or fully crumble it and then like spread it everywhere. Um, so even like in her high chair, uh, like she just she, like she likes to take the food and squish it in her hands and then, like, usually is when she's done eating how she signals that is that she starts squishing in her hands and then putting it back on the tray and then moving her hands really quickly back and forth to kind of spread it mm-hmm. around the tray as quickly as possible, <laughs> which then also just sends food, like, completely flying all over the living room, mm-hmm. um, which is just a big mess. And we've just, like, we're trying to just, like, be chill about that. And we just, like, and assume that we're going to have to do a deep cleaning afterwards after every meal with her. Mm -hmm. Um, but then this is the, so that's like a, I feel like a predictable downside. Something I 
did not realize was how much she would enjoy eating food that I'm eating and how like I cannot just eat my food in peace in the Mm. same way that I used to. Um, Like I was eating, I was eating mac and cheese for dinner and by dinner, I mean lunch. So I was trying to misspoke there. (laughs) Eating mac and cheese for lunch um, (laughs) yesterday. And it's like, she just come and I was planning on sharing it with her. And then I'm just like, Oh, you have like a real appetite now. And you're like, I'm trying to get in a bite and then give you a bite. And you're getting pissed off waiting for me to f- eat my bite, like, in between that. I'm not constantly feeding you. You're just, like, getting angry um, oh. and starting to yell at me. Wait, I have a quick clarification question just so I can fully um, picture it. Were you eating, like, chickpea mac and cheese with, like, spinach and stuff added to it? Or were you, like, going full mac and cheese? Well, so actually, okay, I have not had that. Yeah, because you know, you know that I'm a buyer of Bonza mac and cheese, which but I like. It is, pretty I am, good. it is pretty good. I'm only a buyer of it generally when it's at Grocery Outlet, um, which I love. Shout out to Grocery Outlet, seven out of ten because you're <laughs> fucking weird, but also great deals, and I love it. Um, yeah, but anyways. I was planning on eating regular mac and cheese, but didn't actually have any. And there was one box of Bonzo mac and cheese way in the back. So it was chickpea. And you know I did put spinach. (laughs) I knew it. I fucking knew it. I haven't even done that for a while. I've not had mac and cheese for a while. And I can't believe you fucking called me out like that. But I love I love to doctor up my Mac, dude. I you love, love to, to be a health queen. And I really I honestly I'm mocking it right now, but no in my heart it is a deep respect. Dude, well, it's just like, it's just good. It's just good. I like to put the spinach in it. If I wasn't sharing it with Sylvia, I would put some like Valentina hot sauce in it and stir that in or maybe sriracha. Um, or sometimes just like rant. I had like made, I had a bunch of like pesto leftover ones from making pesto, putting pesto on my mac and cheese. I just like to mix it up. Nice. Um, so, okay. So, all right. To be clear, this was Bonza mac and cheese with spinach in it. I tried to feed Sylvia the spinach, which she did immediately just remove from her mouth and lay upon me. Um, but it's like, she's, oh, sorry. I am the landscapers for my apartment building are here. I'm realizing and are now weed whacking my backyard. So I apologize for annoying background noise. I can't hear it. Okay. Okay. But yeah so I'm eating and also we do dinner time like with her in her high chair and it's like we try and let her like practice feeding herself and do that whole thing mm-hmm. but a lot of the time for breakfast and lunch we just kind of like feed her off of a spoon and sort of let her run around the living room and then like come over for bites whenever she's ready and we're like sitting on the floor with her mm-hmm. so we were doing that and it's just like she kept coming over for more bites and then she's like trying to climb on me because I'm sitting on the floor at the same time and rubbing her completely like filthy cheese covered mouth all over me <laughs> as like she's trying to like do a somersault into my lap while also eating and then being mad that I'm not feeding her fast enough and it's just like I don't know it's it's this real I would rate it I guess a, I mean still 7 out of 10 maybe 8 out of 10 of just like it is actually really magical to share food with your child when they actually eat it, it like you feel like you're feeding them you're taking yeah. care of them and it's really good um, but then they're just like such a mess you're such a mess and they're so demanding and then like you never know like the way she communicates being done is to just like start throwing it everywhere and I'm like this is bad yeah I, I don't can know see that. and that's the daily that's the daily motherhood minute 
And what would you rate it? I mean, is there a rating to be given? Dude, I just said that. I was like, like oh, 7 out of 10. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my bad. I was actually listening, but... Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Well, really quickly, I just want to cut in. I don't know what that cut is going to look like, but just review <laughs> leaf blowers really quick. Okay. At a... Mm, Two out of ten. The two is for, I understand that it is like a big convenience to be able to just forcefully blow all the leaves and yard detritus into one area to get scooped up, but mm-hmm. they just pollute. They're extremely loud and ruining my podcast, mm-hmm. um, and they smell like shit, and so and we had our window open in the living room, and then it just like smelled like exhaust in our living room for a while because of the leaf blowers outside. But anyways, now we're back. Yeah. That sucks. But yeah, I'm glad we're back. And that was pretty brief. So that's good. I know because they do a pretty bad job here. (laughs) (laughs) Which no offense. I'm sure they're not getting paid very well. Like I don't I don't care. It's fine. But it is just like, why do you even come when like, like literally, I don't. There was a cat shit on the walkway like this. We have a pretty small yard for our little building. And there was just a cat shit in the middle of like the walkway. And it was there for like a month before I think it slowly just disintegrated over time and like the landscapers kept coming and leaf blowing and I'm like can you at least like blow the shit away <laughs> also obviously I could have cleaned it up very easily but um I didn't so here we are here anyway. we are <laughs> I also would not have <laughs> um but yes it was very brief so hooray um what were we what were we talking about what you had just asked oh. me a question okay so I read or heard someone say that like the bet like number one rule of comedy is you can't laugh at your own jokes like it's not funny to other people when you're laughing at your own jokes well honestly that's impossible right that's an impossible task i know but i'm trying to think about it and like comedian true comedians which i'm not saying we are or try are trying to be Mm -hmm. but they don't they don't laugh at their own jokes well you know that's just maybe we're starting a new trend first of all yeah. you're gonna become incredible comedians and we'll start the trend of laughing at your own jokes which people will maybe love because it'll be infectious that's a great point and it'll be a new <laughs> trend and everyone will hop on the trend yeah i think if i think in our second episode is where we really <laughs> take off and become trendsetters immediately and famous so i uh, we'll we'll find out this week I'm so excited. Part of me, like, this is, it sounds crazy, but part of me is, like, waiting for the email where our podcast has been discovered. <laughs> no, 100%. I feel like we both have gone through, like, I don't know what, what like, because I, like, you know, there's, like, stages of grief, and I'm like, what are the stages of starting a podcast? <laughs> just, like, because I feel like we both went from, like, oh, we're just going to do this thing, and it'll be super fun, to then being to publish like being so nervous to publish it to then having like one person give us positive feedback and being like immediately like we're gonna be famous tomorrow and get a million <laughs> sponsors uh, i'm like like i'm immediately planning when can i quit my job so i can just be podcasting exactly exactly <laughs> and um whenever that was like whenever we published that first episode a couple days ago like the one thing i kept thinking was that try quote that's like do one thing a day that scares you because i was like <laughs> this is truly i was like this publishing this podcast is truly like i feel like i'm living i'm like the adrenaline rush is real real intense 
I love this like true <laughs> confession we're both having, which is that we live extremely like boring and nerd <laughs> lives where we're just like making publishing a podcast feels like I'm a lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um where what so wait, do you do you do you have another review item or do I have another review item? Um you can go. I gotta look at my notes app. Okay. Okay. I wanted to review. I remembered this while we paused. So it was maybe, you know, actually like bless those landscapers <laughs> for giving me a moment to collect my thoughts. Um, I want to review the use of Led Zeppelin songs in trailers. Okay. Um, so I can only think of two trailers that do this. So it's a really big, it's a big spread that I have going here. But most trailers. recently, that's what brought this up to me is that I watched the trailer for the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm. um starring chris pine Mm. um and it is using a led zeppelin song in the trailer at this point i don't remember which led zeppelin song it was um probably would have been useful for me to have looked that up before in the time i had yeah but i want to see this movie like a D &D movie it's probably gonna be bad yep um but they're playing Led Zeppelin song. And so I was just like, this is cool. Like, if I can watch people fighting to a Led Zeppelin song, I'm sold. And I'm like, this is suddenly actually extremely cool. Also, the other thing that sold me on that trailer was, um, like, shout out to Owl Bears, Shout out to Gelatinous Cubes. 10 out of 10 to both of you. Nice. Um, and I'm just <laughs> like, I'm here for it. If there's a Led Zeppelin song in a trailer, I will watch it. And the only other one that I think of is, like, in the Thor trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Um, they used Immigrant Song, which is just, I think, like, one of the songs, like, you feel cool every time you listen to Immigrant Song. It's an extremely cool song. Yeah. And I'm just true. like, I saw that trailer and I was like, I can't tell if anything in this trailer is actually good or if I just think it's good because Immigrant Song is playing. Um, that movie ended up being great. So I'm hoping that it follows a similar trend of like, yes, I'm sort of like, I feel like I'm. I'm being purposefully bamboozled by the use of a Led Zeppelin song for what will probably be like a very like mediocre movie, but maybe, maybe it'll actually be great. Like Thor Ragnarok was. I have a question for you. That's really bothering me, which is who is Chris Pine? And all I can think is Chris Pratt. And it's really bothering me. Chris Pine. He was, um, I'm pretty sure it's Chris Pine. God, now I'm worried. No, no, that I, I have like it wrong. wrong. Not um, he, he also played, um, he played young, young kirk in the new star trek movies yeah um, that is not a reference <laughs> as i was saying that i was like this is not gonna be helpful he's been in other stuff i feel like he's like a, a heartthrobby kind of guy these days and like you would know him if you saw him but he's oh that's God. the only other movie franchise i can think of he's in he's definitely in plenty of other stuff but i just uh um... i can picture him okay i, I googled now <laughs> i'm like i can picture him i did google him <laughs> i can picture him because <laughs> i'm staring at a picture of him at this very moment yeah exactly okay now i can rest yes yes i don't know there maybe are other famous people in the movie but i don't actually know who they are i would go see that movie if i go ahead and take the plunge and do like okay remember when like that whole movie card thing was a thing where you like paid a monthly fee and you got saw as many movies as you want movie pass i think it was called Okay, that sounds familiar. I never did it, but it was a thing. Anyway, I realized AMC and Regal both have like the same exact thing where you like pay $20 and you can see as many movies as you want in a month, which like sounds That's amazing. Crazy. God, yeah. I love movie theaters are so desperate to not go under. 
<laughs> they are. First of all, sponsor us. But second mm-hmm. of all, I really want to join the Regal one because, yeah, I love the theater that's on Delancey Essex if you guys are in New York City. Mm. Uh, with the reclining chairs. So I would go see it in that circumstance. But I wouldn't necessarily seek out Dungeons & Dragons movie unless I was, like, with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or gonna discuss it with you Sorry. oh yeah oh yeah well i mean i think that when it comes out we're gonna have to find a way to to watch it together yeah um it is probably gonna be bad because there was also there was a dnd movie that came out like many years ago that's supposed to just be like absolutely god awful horrible um which i kind of want to see because it's so horrible um mm-hmm. and this one doesn't look like it'll be as bad so we'll i don't know maybe it'll actually be great and you would enjoy it yeah you never know mm-hmm. Yeah, you really don't. You really it's, don't. Especially given how good Top Gun Maverick was, I feel like you can never now judge a movie by its co- by its title. You mm. know, <laughs> you can't judge a movie by its cover title. <laughs> I've always <laughs> said. I um have not. I got dude. I'm every time you talk about going to the movies, I become just like so jealous because I have not been to the movies for so long because one obviously COVID didn't want to get into a closed box of people and most movie theaters were closed Fair. and then I had a baby mm-hmm. um, and like when am I going to go see a movie yeah yeah can't bring her to that no definitely like, not <laughs> the people around so I think I feel like now because also we moved right before I got pregnant um, so we didn't have a lot of time to like like we don't have a lot of like roots in the Vallejo Benicia area um, and now we've been here long enough where I know enough people where I probably could find a babysitter. Because before it was like our family lives like an hour away and they do babysitting for us sometimes. But like I'm not going to ask them to drive an hour so they can babysit for two hours while I go to the movies and then yeah. drive an hour home. Like that's ridiculous. But one yeah. of my goals for this coming year is to like ever see a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. ideas of how you would do that. <laughs> such a it sounds like such a luxury i don't know i used to work with this teen um who offered to babysit a bunch of different times to me and i never took her up on it but she seems she seemed responsible and i still have her Mm -hmm. phone number i don't work with her anymore because i left that job in april um but i might just hit her up randomly in like three months anyways and be like remember me and how i have a baby that you offered to babysit (laughs) yeah that's fun yeah or just leave her with steven and go by yourself can i tell you the going to the movies by yourself is a treat yeah i will tell you that i don't think i've done that since i was like 19 yeah but it is that sounds so good yeah i guess it depends on your mood yeah i don't know doing anything by myself right now sounds incredible (laughs) yeah yeah, dude, the last time, I'm sorry, I was trying to place it. The last time I saw a movie by myself, I was living in Santa Rosa and going to the fucking Rialto. Mm. Shout out to the Rialto, which became the Summerfield, which I don't even know if it exists anymore. Oh, um, I, I don't I don't remember what movie it was, but probably some some indie flick. And I just was trying to, like, feel cool and probably got a hot chocolate because of how cool <laughs> it was. The ultimate cool girl drink. Ultimate, ultimate cool girl drink is getting a hot chocolate while you watch a movie. So good. Anyways, um, yeah. What's what's your next review item? Um. Okay. Well, 
trying to decide whether to do a TTCC at trying to conceive corner because there's no real mm. updates but maybe I'll just do a quick one for those of you following along with my infertility mm-hmm. journey yeah because it doesn't um, have to be recent because also like it's you haven't shared with our listeners anything about your yeah. journey thus far so you can review any know. part of it well here's what I realized after posting the last episode I was like I feel like there's so much about infertility that's like very dark and depressing Mm. and so I and I feel like in our first ep I just like really was keeping it light I was like let me just talk about books lol at the library but Mm -hmm. like there's so much that's dark that I don't really want to bring into the space (laughs) (laughs) okay so so let me know if it ever gets too dark but I support I I support you in darkness I support you in light thank you I just want you to know that I actually do know that because you're the best oh you're the Um, best but if anyone out there, I just want to put out, put out a quick call. Anyone out there is facing infertility, going through it, or knows someone that's going through that through it and can like connect them with me, I would love to talk to someone else going through it um, mm-hmm. because it's hard to find those people. So yeah, reach out. But anyway, okay, my TCCC update for this week is um, I would like to review morning blood draws Mm. because basically what we've been doing just quick background we've been trying for 14 months now and um so last week we were doing what's called a monitored cycle where basically like there's no intervention you just like i go in in the morning and like they draw your blood and they like and they give you a quick ultrasound and you go back in like two days later i draw blood ultrasound like they're just like monitoring you that's so much yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) So I, <laughs> I've already partially told you this, Fran, but like, you know, I tend to pass out when I get my blood drawn. So having mm-hmm. it drawn like five times in a week was really a challenge for me, but also very exciting because I feel like I have like solved it, which is a sad Oh, hell problem. yeah. Yeah. Which is, listen, if you mm-hmm. bring Gatorade or mm-hmm. any other electrolyte type drink, I've also tried it with liquid IV. If you drink the Gatorade or whatever during the blood draw and immediately afterwards, you will not faint. Like this, I'm telling you as as someone who has fainted every single time I've had my blood draw up until this intervention, Mm -hmm. it works so well. And so that has been really exciting. So I would review drinking an electrolyte drink during blood draws. I would review that nine out of 10 because it's a good intervention, but it's still uncomfortable to get your blood drawn. Mm -hmm. But I also would say monitored cycle blood draws are also a lot easier than your typical blood draw Mm. um it's really quick and they just take a tiny bit of blood not a tiny bit but like one mile maybe um and so it's not as bad as it sounds and it's not as bad as you think if there's anyone who is thinking about doing that um so that's my review morning blood draws i would rate like uh like a four out of ten you start in the morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean maybe lower than that two maybe a two out of ten dude literally every time i have to go to the doctor's office for any reason i it's i'm starting out at a zero out of ten and then maybe yeah. the if the if the visit felt worthwhile i'll raise the review <laughs> yeah so pretty low yeah pretty low <laughs> but not as bad as it could be with a typical blood dude drug. i'm so impressed that you solved your fainting during a blood drop problem and i also can't believe Thank that you. you have fainted every time you've had a blood drop prior to this like that's literally hell like i can't imagine i <laughs> thank you for saying that because i truly feel so happy i mean i don't want to speak too soon because like i said these are like smaller blood draws so maybe it doesn't work with like the full mm-hmm. like thing but 
it is very exciting um and yeah in my adult life I felt like the fainting was just getting worse like I told you that like Mm -hmm. the last time I had a physical I literally fainted and then as soon as I came to just started vomiting (laughs) so like it was getting worse bad that's so bad so okay and when you've had blood draws in like in this time where you just came to and then started vomiting are you like in your own room or like because like when I go to the lab at Kaiser when I've had to have blood drawn it's like I'm sitting on a stool and there's like eight other little booths in one room yeah well for this one it was like I was in for my annual physical I was like you know in the doctor's office there was a nurse like taking the blood and there wasn't anyone else around we were in like a room okay all right well at least you had your own private space to have a full like body malfunction (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Although that's still like it's not good, but I'm like, okay, it's better than doing it in the middle of a crowd of people. <laughs> yeah, that would be very rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so funny too, because like my mom is like really good at blood draws and doesn't have this problem and is like one of those people who like donates blood all the time. And I'm like, how? <laughs> and where do I get this from? Huh. Anyway. That's so interesting. What about what about your dad? Do you know? He's a nervous person like I am, so I don't he doesn't get blood you know drawn mm-hmm. regularly but mm. i should i should ask him yeah see if he's ever fainted but who knows i mean there's so much i don't know the human body is bizarre and crazy and like i feel like it doesn't always make sense you know and maybe you're just unique in your family you get to have yeah. this gift this special gift of fainting <laughs> when you have your blood drawn perhaps perhaps mm-hmm. yeah so that that's the ttcc yeah tell me what are you gonna say I wasn't gonna say anything. What? <laughs> oh, I feel like I heard. I feel like I heard an intake of breath. Uh, it's probably just me breathing heavily <laughs> because I'm like over caffeinated now. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for TTCC. Um, in the two week wait currently, mm-hmm. people know how that is. If you've gone through it, mm-hmm. um, hit my line if you want to talk about infertility. And when's your next? When's your next appointment? It's August tenth. I want to say. Okay. And that's. Yeah, that's with, like, a new fertility doctor. We'll Mm -hmm. see. I I basically – I've been reading the Reddit threads, which, I mean, that's what a lot of people do in my situation. Um, And, yeah, apparently it's a super long process between, like, starting at a fertility clinic and, like, getting any type of treatment, like IUI Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I was reading it's, like, three to six months, and I was really kind of upset about that, (laughs) but it's fine. No, that sucks. I feel like what I've heard – like, I feel like most things, like – you end up doing like I, I don't know like basically from knowing you and some other people who've struggled with fertility of it sounds like just with every treatment requires like three months of prep work or something like that like yeah. it, it like in a way that I did not expect exactly it's like yeah I wish my like I just wish I'd started everything earlier and that's like the number one infertility thing mm, yeah that I would Robert, do you know you're on you're on your own journey and you'll oh. get there you'll get there when you get there <laughs> wait speaking of something i realized during the recording of this podcast mm-hmm. when you said that sylvia is 14 months old and i put it together that we've been ttc for 14 months and i was like <laughs> i don't think this is a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> but i no. hadn't realized it fully i I didn't actually, I, as you said that you're like, okay, so it's been 14 months now. And then I was remembering how I had just said, I had the same realization as you were saying 14 months that it was the same of just like, I pushed out this baby and then you were just like, it's time, it's time. <laughs> which I love. Oh, yeah. Big. So, so we're learning things about ourselves. While, mm-hmm. while and just, it just shows how connected we are. It's true. 
you know, we're deeply connected physically, emotionally, even across this, uh, even across this United States, the continental <laughs> United States, you know, this distance can't separate us. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah. Tell well, me. I was just going to say on that note, I feel like we, we've done our, how, how many reviews do we want to be doing per episode? I don't know, but I do have one more now that I looked at my notes out. Oh, I would love it. Do you Bring have it one on. more? Dude, I've started making a list of a bunch of different things. So they can either, they, yeah, they can be done anytime. So like, if you need more reviews, I got more reviews, but we don't need to get into it. What's our time? I feel like we should do one more. Why don't you do one more? And then we'll call it a day. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Because I haven't looked at my notes. I didn't know if we were going to do more. Okay. <laughs> I just felt like I'd been talking a lot. So I was like, let me not. Oh, no, that's fine. Okay, then I will do um, one that I think will be pretty sh- a little short review that I have, um, which is I'd like to re- and this is completely not related to anything. So I have no cute segue into this. Mm. Um, I would like to review whole spices. Okay. Now, I am someone throughout my life up until uh, relatively recently, given the amount of time I've been cooking, I like to buy ground spices. It's easier, mm-hmm. you know? Simple. I have heard I might as well be buying sawdust. I have heard <laughs> that it is not as flavorful, but I'm like the ease of use. What what's what's up with that? Like I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna buy fucking whole spices. It's just yeah. impossible. So Steven has gotten really into cooking Indian food over the mm. last couple years, which I love. We have Madur Joffrey's uh I think it's called like Invitation to Indian Cooking. It's like her mm. first cookbook, ten out of ten, incredible cookbook, every recipe in that in that book is 10 out of 10. Hmm. Um, but it includes lots of spices and it sort of, you know, it says you can use ground, but it includes lots of whole spices. So Steven's been buying those. We have our little mortar and pestle grinding the spices. It's so hmm. good, but pretty much just do it just for that. And hmm. I like know that it's better, but I'm still like, if I'm making apple pie, I'm buying ground cinnamon, you know, yeah, I don't want to be dealing with that. And honestly, I'm still there. It worked recently. I needed ground cardamom for a dessert I was making. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realized that like the day before I needed to have a bunch of ground cardamom. We do not have ground cardamom in the kitchen. We only have cardamom pods. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have ever, uh, I don't know how much you use cardamom, but you can't just grind up the pod. Like I can't just throw a pod in the blender or a spice mm-hmm. grinder. You have to crack open each pod and they have these little black seeds in it. And mm-hmm. then you grind that into a powder. So it's a total pain, but I like needed ground cinnamon or not cinnamon, cardamom and uh, it was all that we had. So I had to spend like, <laughs> I probably spent like 40 minutes cracking open pods of cardamom and collecting all of the seeds so that I could grind them for my dessert. And mm. I was like, this sucks. And then I ground <laughs> them and it was just like the most powerful cardamom smell that I've ever mm. smelled. Like to the point of like when I like, you know, open the blender. So there's also just cardamom dust like flying out of the blender as I like put my face into it. it like burned my nostrils, powerful wow. scent. And it was so good. And I could use such a small amount of the ground, like of my freshly ground cardamom in my dessert. I was putting it in like the streusel to top a co- uh, cobbler. Mm-hmm. I needed such a small amount because the flavor was like so powerful and strong and it was just incredible. So like freshly ground whole spices, 10 out of 10. Well, okay, let's, let's, let's dock it a little bit. We're going to make it eight out of 10 because of the amount of work it is, Yeah, a lot of work. but it is like so worth it when you like have that time of just like, it's, 
it's just magnitudes better than any ground spice. And it was just, yeah, really, really reinforced for me with having to do cardamom because I never, ever grind my own cardamom at home because it's like so annoying. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it was just, it was just incredible. I, cardamom is one of those things that as an adult, I realized how much I love that flavor. So I can only imagine. It sounds so good. Dude, cardamom is so good. I'm definitely, I feel like, and I, you know, I feel like it's trending. It's trending. And I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm just hopping onto this trend. But also like, I'm glad that it's trending because it is so good. Like cardamom coffee. So good. It's just, it's a great flavor. I did. Okay. I did one time make cardamom walnut shortbread though. And I think of this frequently when I think Hmm. of my love for cardamom because it still is weird to me. And I swear to God, there was like a, a, it, something about the flavor of those cookies just reminded me of roast chicken. And the same thing with Steven. It was like a very savory flavor. It was very weird because I'm tempted to put cardamom into literally every baked good I make because I love it so much now. Mm-hmm. And then I think back on that and those weird chicken smelling cookies. And I'm just like, <laughs> and it, it gives me pause. And I like don't, and I don't really know how to process that. I blame it on the nuts because nuts are so like savory. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, like, cardamom is definitely really good in savory uses and sweet uses. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I just – it still boggles my mind that that happened, that these shortbread cookies just gave such a such a roast chicken flavor. <laughs> yeah, weird. that's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly deeply not – it was one of those things where, like – and this happens frequently where I make something that, like, is not very good. And then I just insist out loud that it's really good, actually, and force myself <laughs> to eat it. And, like, actually, I really like it because I really like cardamom and I really like walnuts. And so it's really good. And Steven's just looking at me and just being like, this literally tastes like chicken. <laughs> He's been, like, refusing to eat it. And I'm just like, well, I don't know why you don't like it. Yeah. Oh, Steven. Yeah. He is willing to view reality even when it's unpleasant, whereas I prefer to live in the fantasy that I made a delicious cookie and force myself to eat a bunch of trash. Oh, uh, that's great. You're just a positive person. Uh, I don't know if that's the <laughs> correct word, but I appreciate you saying so. Uh, okay. Um, I have a quick review. Mm-hmm. Unless you had any other whole spice notes. <laughs> no, no, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, also, I just had the thought of what if we just had a beautiful jingle for each of our sections? What if we had a jingle for TTCC? What if we had a jingle for Motherhood Minute? What if we had a jingle for what I'm going to call Cleaning Corner? Ooh, Cleaning Corner. <laughs> I mean, I would love a jingle. So if you come up with anything, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I will brainstorm. And listeners, go ahead and send us your ideas. <laughs> Feel but, free to send us an audio file that's you singing a jingle. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, cleaning Corner. Okay, this is probably obvious to people who are like expert cleaners. This was not obvious to me. But if you use Barkeeper's Friend and a scrub daddy on your stovetop, you've never cleaned something easier in your life. Like it, the grime of a stovetop will just slip right off. It's, it was mind blowing. Barkeeper's Friend combination with scrub daddy, I would say. I would say nine out of 10. There was one spot on the stovetop I still couldn't get off, but like it looked, other than that one spot, it looked brand new, which is crazy because we have an old ass stove. Okay. I have a quick question. Okay. What is a scrub daddy? This. The listeners are <laughs> laughing. The listeners are <laughs> guffawing. 
this is so <laughs> mainstream. Okay, but no, actually, I'm glad you asked because we actually only bought Scrub Daddy like within the last two years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> only two years ago. <laughs> this is a Shark Tank invention that a sponge, but instead of being a sponge texture, it's like a stiffer texture. And um, are these in- the ones that have a face on yes, it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the ma- the magic of it is in cold water, it's stiff. In hot water, it's soft. And it never deteriorates like a sponge. Interesting. So- Do you use it for everything that you would use a sponge for? Well, it's a funny story. <laughs> because <laughs> my husband, I love my husband so much. He's a great at cleaning. He doesn't like sponges. And so we don't typically okay. use sponges. And okay. so, <laughs> like we have one of those like brushes, you know, like a dish brush. Mm. So we're we're a big dish brush family over here. And then any sponge that I bring into the home and use, Adrian quietly disposes of it very quickly because he doesn't <laughs> like sponges. So, what the fuck? No, it's great. It's great. Um <laughs> because like it's he like, bought <laughs> Yeah. I something. get it because sponges like sponges are just little like hives of bacteria they and are. nasty. They are. But also like you have to clean. And a sponge is a really, like, it's a pretty classic cleaning tool. Like, it works pretty well. It is. And what I will tell you with love is that Adrian will use a Clorox wipe to clean anything. So, like, that's that's his tool of choice. And I got to respect that because he is doing the majority of the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because he got a few multi-packs of this, the um, sponge daddies and his partner, Sponge Mommy. We got a multi-pack of her as well. Wait, is it Scrub Daddy or Sponge Oh, sorry. Daddy? It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's Scrub Daddy and Sponge Mommy. And so that's why I was combining them. Oh, my them. God. I, like, <laughs> hate that. There's, like, something, like, I feel, like, very sexual about it, which I find repulsive. I love it. And we oh, loved having a whole Sponge and Scrub family. But um, here's what happened. We're down to one Scrub Daddy. And uh-huh. I'm like, please, Adrian, please let me keep my one Scrub Daddy. <laughs> don't don't make him disappear. Um, oh. But yeah, so, I just uh, imagine him in like a fit of jealousy on the daddy <laughs> in the house, throwing it away. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, dude! I all right, maybe maybe that's what I should get. Okay, question: Do you use them for dishes? Um, I don't do dishes. No, I don't use them for dishes. Adrian uses the uh, what's it called? Dish brush. Okay, when you say dish brush, are you is it like one of those like it's just the sponge on the end of like a handle or are you talking about like a bottle brush kind of bristly situation? So it's like one of those where you see a sponge with the end of the handle except instead of a sponge it's bristles but not like a metal not metal bristles obviously. Like plastic right. bristles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay but is it in the shape of a bottle brush or is it like a, a pad it's not straight up and down it's like designed for doing dishes it's like okay. it's like a paddle with a handle <laughs> okay okay yes yes all right I'm, I'm visualizing i'm visualizing that does not seem very functional for doing dishes i'm gonna be honest but you guys also have a dishwasher and steve and That's i do not what it is yeah i feel exactly. like we're a big sponge family because we do all our dishes by hand which absorbs so much of our time yeah you would need a sponge for that for sure yeah yeah, although we definitely, I feel I like I forget to buy new sponges. Like when we finally get to the last sponge in a pack, and then always takes me for like I'll go have to go to the store at least five different times before I finally remember to get new ones. And we're just like using the like ancient sponge that's so disgusting. And I'm just like, God, I hope I'm not giving our family food poisoning from using this nasty old sponge. Yeah, 
rough pour boiling water on it it revives it you know a few times but then i'm just like i might as well be using a washcloth because all the scrubby has worn (laughs) down at that point (laughs) yeah this is what adrian's trying to avoid i feel like yeah for me sponges are definitely like a five out of ten because like they're extremely functional and extremely disgusting at the same time Mm. yeah i i I agree with that rating actually that's what i would give it scrub daddy Mm. no i'm just thinking about this (laughs) i love i love it yeah very gross also barkeeper's friend amazing i haven't bought that for a long time but for pots and pans it's just like incredible I've never purchased it. It literally was just sitting under our kitchen sink from the last owner of this apartment. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it works so well. I love it. Yeah, great abrasive. I don't know what it is made out of, like sand? What do you mean? I don't know. Yeah, some chemical or some shit. I don't know. I feel like when I ran out, I just started using like baking soda and salt and stuff to be mm. abrasive on things. It doesn't work as well, but it'll it'll help because I feel like they dissolve um, while you're using it. So I end up having to use a lot more. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. I don't know. I love, I love this little cleaning corner that we're in though. Yeah. Aww. Especially cause I'm like terrible, I'm not terrible at cleaning. I just am a messy, dirty person. Like when I actually commit to cleaning, I feel like I'm fine at it. I just never do that. And so I feel like hopefully this, hopefully this cleaning corner inspires me to do any cleaning. I love that. I don't also do, I don't do a lot of cleaning, but I will say I am bored to the point of cleaning by, mm. by my summer vacation that's such kind of a beautiful space to be in because it then is. you just like have such a clean home and I'm all, like whenever I get into that kind of space which I have not for a million years now of just being like why do I usually live in filth when I could live in this like beautiful palace that's sparkling clean and then it like becomes busy again mm. and I immediately return to like living in a fucking hoarder's nest yeah but how do you avoid it I don't know. I don't know. Some people like manage to keep their shit clean and I literally can't comprehend. I agree. What if we closed by just spitballing some jingles for cleaning corner? Like if you had to think of one off the top of your head, what would it be? Mm. You really you really put me on the spot. I did. <laughs> um everybody clean up. Let's go to the cleaning corner. What if it was actually just the... I love that, first of all. Sorry. <laughs> You're just like, okay, cool. Let's move on. That was bad. <laughs> no, that was great. But it reminded me of like, there is a cleaning song and it's like the... And I was like, what if we did that? But no, that's a bad idea. Well, I, I did almost sing that because that was the first thing that occurred to me as well. <laughs> and that was part of the pause was like, I was just... My head was filled with Barney only. What if it was C... Is for the way you clean <laughs> with me. <laughs> okay, but we L- do have to do the whole song. Yeah, oh, fuck. L is, L is for, for the way that it you loves when it's clean. Yes. <laughs> e is Emma and Adrian. Oh, that's for the E and the A. Yeah, exactly. E and A for Emma, Emma and Adrian. And Adrian. Normalizing cleaning their home. I love that you just really I like I like that we would do a verse for C, a verse for L, and then a real quick run through of E A N. And then it's done. I mean that's yeah, that's good. That it keeps it a little snappier because it was getting a little bit long. Exactly. Okay, I think there's a thing we may need to workshop in future episodes. Yeah, we'll build we'll build on the great foundation that we've laid today. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a really lovely time reviewing with you. Yeah. Um 
And with that, I bid you adieu. I'm like, did we come up with a closer? <laughs> <laughs> like, figure out how to close last time? I feel like we didn't. What's the thing that Heidi Klum says? It's like, it's not like Arrivederci. It's not Edelweiss. It's like, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's like German for like goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Auf Wiedersehen. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>